Hey, no matter what the seconds are, we always here at 7 o'clock. What's good, Brodies and Bays? This is the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast. Redraft. This is where you come for your fantasy football needs and to chop it up about the latest NFL news. I am Dynasty Bro. Die here with my co-bro. Dynasty Bro Vic, what's up, man? Hey, I had to throw in the Arlington hoodie, track and field. <laughs> I think we got it made at our local Kroger back in the day. <laughs> the Try- local Kroger. Yeah, I'm trying to check the score, man. I think the A's might have got popped, but... Hey, it's a three-game series, so we'll see, man. Shout out to the Oakland A's in the playoffs. We went from the Oakland A's to the Arlington team, everything. Hey, East Side. Yeah. Hey, man, All look. <laughs> hey, we got a fire episode this week. We going into some early year surprises. And that ain't all good. Trust me, it's not all good. So I hope y'all ready for that. And, you know, we always got the four-minute offense telling you who to add, telling you who to drop. R.I.P. one of my guys this week, man. So uh, here we go, man. We're going to get straight into it, bro. Uh, we both got guys positionally. Let's just say Vic went the positive route. I went the negative route. So let's let's talk this out, bro. You just want to start? Yeah, I can kick it off. So uh, right. let's start with my early surprise and redraft. So Joe Burrow, man. So he's QB 10 right now. Um, he's put up 61 points so far in the season. He's averaging 20 points a game in fantasy. He's thrown for over 821 yards, um, five TDs, and one interception. So he's taking care of the football, man. And, of course, that interception came in his first game against the Chargers. So did, did, did that game – was that an overtime? I don't remember. If it was overtime or if it would have went to overtime. But, it would have went to overtime. Okay. But either way, he's taking care of the football early on. So that's very promising. He's completing 64.5% of his passes, which is higher than Matt Ryan right now. He's throwing a little bit over, you know, 62%. He's completing 62% of his passes. But – Joe Burrow, man, I wasn't expecting him to be a top 10 QB after three games. So what are your thoughts on that, man? When your defense sucks, you got to score. You got to throw the ball. You got to play catch up to compete. So he's probably going to be in a lot of games where he has a lot of attempts, man. And, you know, that just means good things for the receivers, to be honest. Yeah, man. So hey, shout out to the late QBs. The late QBs. All right. Well, look, speaking of late QBs, let me tell you my surprise. And I don't think he's really killing you when you look at his points. First week, 32. Second week, 19. This week, 14. But where you probably invested your draft position to get Lamar, you're not happy with him being the number 13 QB. You don't even have a top 12 quarterback. Look, not saying it's killing you, but if you missed out on all those running backs with how short uh, short depth everything is and really how messed up injuries and everything been, where you invested into Lamar, man, being QB 13 right now, no, I mean, it's only three weeks in, but I know you're not excited about that. So, hey, that's why we always say invest into them QBs late no matter what. So, number 13 QB, Lamar Jackson. It's a pretty, that's a pretty big surprise for me. That is. He, he should be at least a top five. I mean, hell, even top three. But I'm sure you watched the game last night against the Chiefs. Yeah, you could just probably. tell early on, you could tell Lamar wanted to beat the Chiefs. You know what I mean? He kind of kept everything in his hands. And, you know, of course, he ran all the dives with Gus Edwards, but he should have gave, you know, Ingram and Dobbins some of those dives. But, yeah, man, you know, he's not off to a great start. Hopefully he turns it around. I'm sure he will. But in these big games, man, he's not really showing up. And I think that's because he's putting a lot of this weight on his own shoulders. True. That. I don't think he has the pieces like Pat to go out there and just be Mr. Do-It-All. So, But it is what it is. All right, man, let's get into this uh, running back. So another early season surprise right now is James Robinson. So let's go on to Jacksonville, Jaguars running back. You know, of course, you know, when they got rid of Leonard Fournette, I mean, 
and in, in the in the rookie or not the rookie in the startup drafts, as far as with redrafts, all that good stuff. It was between Raquel Armstead, um, what's his name, Zigbo, and James Robinson. I mean, no one really knew who to grab, and of course, Chris Thompson is in the mix, but James Robinson, he's emerged, so he's the RB five right now. He's averaging twenty point six points a game. Um, he's put up sixty one points as well on the season so far. Um, he's averaging four point nine yards a carry. So him and Alvin Kamara actually are averaging the same. I'm sure uh, Alvin Kamara. You know, you probably wouldn't guess that after that big game he had on Sunday, but oh, he, hey, he, man, that fifty-yard run was crazy. <laughs> the run or the the screen was crazy. Well, all bro. that. Well, yeah. both really, both. Woo. Yeah, that man's crazy. It's the grill, man. So, <laughs> but uh, hey, man, but shout out to James Robinson, man. I mean, he's he's great in, in open space. He's making people miss. Um, he's shifty, man. So you know, if you're watching this Jaguars, you think you got James Robinson down, but he's making a quick move and. You know, he, he's out of there. So, hey, if you got some James Robinson, if you got him off the waivers, or even if you drafted him, he could be a league winner, man. I think he can help you win some leagues. Shout out to the money we put down in the Scott Fishbowl. By the way, 3-0 and right now. 3-0. and Yeah. But our wide receivers is banged up right now. So, man, hopefully we can maintain. Hey, bro, with the tight ends we got, we good. Yeah, that's true. Right now. So, we figuring it out. But uh, I, I, I like James because I think – that offense is always going to be in position to have to keep on pl- applying pressure because they're always going to be down. They're always going to have to put up the attempts to keep scoring. So that's good for him because he catches the ball, and it's good for the receiver. So James is cool. I like James so far. Yeah, me too, man. Man, let's talk about a guy that I'm pretty sure everybody like. Look at the end of the at the end of the year, even with David Johnson still there before he got traded, Kenyon Drake was balling. Scoring all kind of touchdowns, involved in the passing game, looking good in the run. Just that offense made him look like he fit perfectly. This year, everything is the Kyler and D-Hop show. Everything is all about Kyler. Kyler's running the ball in. Kyler's throwing the ball in. There is no touchdown love for Kenyon Drake right now. Look, we started investing to him as a number one running back in redraft this year. Because we love the situation. Offense going to take another step. They're going to be scoring. The issue is he's not the one getting the love, man. So I don't really know what to think about Kenyon Drake, man, because the offense doesn't look bad. Kyler looks like he's taking that second-year leap. Yeah, they they brought in Hopkins. He gets a lot of attention. He demands that. If Kenyon Drake doesn't start scoring, bro, he's not going to be the running back we project him to be because right now he's not getting any touchdowns at all. Yeah, um, I will say this. Um, these next couple of weeks, he should turn around because he has Carolina and the Jets. So, you know, hopefully he uh, gets get double-digit games going. But I'm with you, man. I was taking Kenyon Drake everywhere. This is, you know, a guy I was taking over Josh Jacobs and, you know, even Miles Sanders. So I'm starting to kind of, you know, regret that a little bit. But but I'm going to be patient. Um, he's not in the Joe Mixon category yet for me. Um, so I'm not, I'm not going to panic just yet, but he's definitely off to a slow start. True. All right, man. Um, let's go down to Carolina, man. So I got a wide receiver for you guys. He's actually the wide receiver eight right now. He's Carolina's wide receiver one right now, Mr. Robbie Anderson. So this is a surprise. Again, no one, at least for me, I didn't expect Robbie to step in and be, you know, a top 10 wide receiver, especially this early on. But he's he's had 20 catches on 24 targets, 278 yards. Um, he has a touchdown. So, of course, you know, not too many, you know, ticks there in the touchdown category but he gets it done as far as by just being a big play wide receiver so we already know he could do that coming from that new york jets offense um but he's averaging 17.9 points a game in fantasy so if you got him on your team i'm sure that was a guy you drafted late 
Hey, you got you a sneaky wide receiver one right now. So we already know Carolina's going to keep throwing that ball. Um, they're going to continue to be in negative game script, so they're going to have to throw. But Robbie, he's their wide receiver one right now. I'm not going to combat that, and I do think the guy I'm about to talk about is still the wide receiver one there, but it's just it looks bad because everybody wanted DJ Moore to be a top 10 receiver this year. He's going to demand the targets. He's going to take off. That scared me going into the offseason. You don't go pay Robbie Anderson, who is known to be a big play guy, who already has uh, some familiar background with the offense, basically. You bring him in, and he's flourishing in it, basically. Look, DJ Moore got all the attention this past week and ended up only getting four targets because the Chargers have great cornerbacks. And then you bring in Mike Davis, and he's running the ball and, and still getting all those attempts that McCaffrey gets. So that's the problem. The running back demands targets, and then you got to give some to the receivers, and it just doesn't look like DJ Moore is going to keep on getting what we thought he was going to get sometimes because there will be Robbie games. There will be backfield games. And Curtis Samuel even gets to play. So I don't know, man. That scares me. If he's not going to be able to demand the targets even during tough matchups, we're not going to see the upside that we want from him. So shout out to uh, DJ Moore right now. He's technically the wide receiver 30 right now, bro. The wide receiver 30, bro. Yeah, he is coming off a tough matchup, but still, man, he only saw four targets against the Chargers, man. But, you know, when you're elite, you're elite, though. Yeah, you know if, if, you're, if you're the guy. And, of course, before that, he saw 13 targets and then nine in week one. So, yeah, it's, it's something to watch, man. But uh, right now, if you got just some Robbie, you're, you're in good shape. But shout out to DJ Moore. I actually got a DJ in one of my redraft leagues. And, man, like, I usually stay away from DJ. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to miss out. I'm hearing all the hype. This This has to be the year. I think I'm about to pivot back, man, to not being a DJ guy. <laughs> Love the NFL talent, just not in fantasy. <laughs> All right, man. So uh, let's let's pivot, man. So I got a tight end surprise for you guys. Of course, I got to show my coach some love. Man. I knew it was coming. Mr. Mo Alley Cox, man, he's the tight end number 10 right now. So, hey, he's caught pretty much all of his passes. He went, he, he's gone 10 for 11. So 11 targets, 10 catches. Um, He's had one touchdown. He's giving you 11 points a game and in fantasy. Now, of course – you know, they've lost Jack Doyle, and, of course, he came back, you know, last week. And then, of course, uh, Trey Burton went down as well. So, Trey Burton's supposed to be coming back here in the next week or two. Um, but, I mean, at this point, man, I would at least I would hope and expect the coach to keep Mo Ali Cox involved. What do you think, man? You think they're going to keep Mo involved, or when Trey Burton comes back, is is he back to the bench? Jack Doyle and Trey Burton over everything. <laughs> man, so you think they're just going to bench Mo Ali Cox? Bro, they did it last year. He was supposed to be out there flourishing and they chose to go with the two that they had. He's the third and that's how it always set, man. I don't know, man. They paid Burton. They, one year, they like, they, But they, if you knew what you had in Mo Alley Cox, you wouldn't even bring somebody in for one year. What's the point? Man, but maybe they didn't expect Mo to take take the leap. Even though we already know, I mean, we knew what he could do. So, man, we'll see, man. But <laughs> right now, I'm streaming Mo. Um, so again, if, even if Trey Burton comes back in a week or two, I'm still going to stream Mo. But you should though. Yeah, F- Philip Rivers loves his tight ends, and throughout injury and I guess you know him not having no real rapport with the receivers, so he don't owe nobody nothing. Yeah, I feel like he felt like he owed Keenan. Keenan's talented, but how, how much he used to target him, I felt like he owed him. Like, let me get my guy involved because we got that rapport. He don't owe T.Y. nothing. None of the other receivers can stay healthy. Pittman just went down. Paris yeah. is down. 
Moali Cox is all they got. And Hines and shout out to Taylor. Get him involved in the pass game some more too. Yeah, man. So shout out to Moali Cox. Hey, I'm streaming him right now. Hey, Phillip Rivers, he's like, he's a point guard right now. Everybody gets five targets and do whatever you can with him, whether it's red zone or whatever. We need to march up the field. But he's spreading that ball around too much. So based on that, I'm, I'm, I'm streaming Mo Ali Cox. No favoritism here for, for uh, Phillip Rivers. Yeah. Man, I'm about to transition to a guy that balled out for like the first 10 weeks last year, Mr. Austin Hooper. He balled out in Atlanta in a system that throws the ball more than anybody. They're going to flourish and pass yards. That's what they do. They'll score a lot of points, fantasy and in real life. You got that big money. You got that bag. In real life, he's probably comfortable. But I feel bad for everybody who invested that draft capital in the Hooper still thinking he was going to be even remotely a top 10 tight end. And the offense that they brought in, a new coordinator, new coaches, they were going to start running the ball. Everybody knew that. Then you have to please those pieces on the outside, which is already a struggle anyway in Odell and Jarvis. So now you just think Austin Hooper is going to come there and demand everything he did in Atlanta. It's not like that. The tight end 39 right now, Austin Hooper. He hasn't even scored over six points yet on a week. That has to hurt. Yeah. That has to hurt. I mean, the only thing I will say is everybody's dealing with banged up guys. We got some of the top guys out. Um so I guess the you know those the the five points that was his high for the week probably didn't do you bad if you ran across somebody who's winging it you know because their guy went down lost Kittle or something lost Doyle so uh, you're playing it safe the fact that you that you're competing at the tight end spot it's not too many top end guys but Hooper was still drafted thinking that we was going to get remotely some of the stuff we got last year and it's nowhere near that yeah and a lot of that comes down to the scheme and the system I mean. You know, you could be a tight end one over here in Atlanta where we're like top five in pass attempts, but then you go to Cleveland where, you know, your focus is running the ball. So, you know, his his position doesn't just, you know, pretty much it doesn't demand the targets there in Cleveland. That's what it comes down to. So, yeah, um, it's very important to pay attention to the name, especially in offseason, understand the coaches that are coming in, understand their philosophy, what they're trying to do, Um, because right now it's, it's definitely hurting Hooper and, I don't, I don't think that's ever going to change at this point because they want to run the ball, and they have to. Look at the division they're in. You got Baltimore. You want to keep Lamar off the field, so you can't be going 70 yards and out and putting that Baltimore offense on the field again. And Pittsburgh can put up points. Then, of course, you know, they got Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Um, you know, you got to be patient with him, but that's going to be another team you got to reckon with as far as with putting up a lot of points. So, yeah, I mean, I think Cleveland is just setting themselves up to where we want to run the ball, keep these offenses off the field, especially in our division. And they have the pieces too because that one two punch been crazy. Shout out to shout out to Kareem getting involved, but shout out to everybody who just was off of Chubb going into the year, like completely off of him. And he still looks he still looks good, man. He, yeah, he, he do. Does. He do. All right, what you want to kick to, bro? Is there any? I know I, we didn't talk about trying to offer some random surprises. Do you have any random surprises out there that like that have shocked you so far? Whether they whether they look bad, I know I went over all the negative ones or. And you went to all the positive because I got a couple I could think of. Yeah, man, go ahead. To be honest. Look, bro, I just want to say this. Everybody that went down, hey, get better soon. But there's some step-in guys that look good. Mike Davis, he's never going to look as good running the ball. He's probably not going to look as good doing anything as good as Christian McCaffrey. But he stepped in that pass down catching role and was killing it this week, man. And... um. I seen that though from the first week uh, 
Christian went down two weeks ago, as soon as Mike got in, they were giving him passes, giving him passes. No, I think he went eight for eight this week, bro. That's that's fire to me. Like those step in out of nowhere guys. Yeah, that was one of my sits this week, man. But uh, shout out to Mike. He balling. <laughs> He's definitely doing his thing. And like you said, in the, in the passing game, that's what's uh, you know allowing, allowing him to do his thing. So, yeah, that's fire. Um, I do want to shout out these tight ends, though, man. So, of course, you got Kelsey right now. He's number one tight end in the game right now in fantasy. Um, Johnny Smith's number two. Noah Fence, number three. That's your guy. Uh, of course, Tyler Higby, number four. But, of course, we know he had that big week um, in Buffalo, so I'm sure that helped him out. Then Dan Waller, man, number five. Of course, he had a light week coming off the uh, Patriots game. but He was injured all week, and then Bill Belichick was not going to let him win. He was not yeah. going to let Waller win win the game for him. Yeah, they was double-teaming the checkdowns, too, so all that. So that's fire, man. Hey, let's shout out where everybody can follow us at before we get into the four-minute offense. But before we also do the four-minute offense, um, I do want to revisit some of the negatives you had, and I just want to ask you if you know any of those guys would you be targeting in a trade? redraft so i know that's a lot so let's get into where can they follow you at man before we get into that hey man damn now i can't even think of my handles because i'm thinking uh, about the answer and i'm just playing hey follow me at dynasty bro dot on instagram and on twitter and then follow the main instagram page at dynasty bros ff what about you bro him follow me at chief sosa ff instagram twitter um also be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen also the youtube channel and shout out to Black and White Sports. Um, be sure to follow those guys. Those are friends of the show. Um, so, yeah, get your you know daily, week-to-week sports conversation. You know, Check in with those guys. So Hey, and to anybody who was up on us last year, I was rocking this basic Dynasty Bros hoodie. No more. I'm trashing it after tonight because we got new merchandise on the way. We got all our new logos. We got all our new designs. We about to have some hoodies, some jackets, some shirts, some hats. Coming soon. So be on the lookout for that, too. And I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm excited, too. So shout out to that. All right, man. Now let's pivot back. Damn, what did I bro, ask you again? happened real quick. Is there some guys that I would target and trade out of the negatives that yeah, I spoke Yeah, yeah. So you you mentioned Lamar. DJ Moore. And you mentioned Austin Drake. Hooper and Drake. All right. So give me the guys that you recommend people should probably go after if people are, like, you know, low on them at the moment. Who, who do you think can help you out in, on the back end of the season as it relates to playoffs and all that good stuff? The guy that I actually think you can probably you probably should go get is Kenyon Drake, man. It isn't like I don't know if weeks back, if you stayed tuned to us, I mentioned how Benny Snell looked last year, and that's why I liked him. If if anything was to happen to Connor, he was a guy who came in and dominated in getting yards, and he could hold on to you know. Double-digit carries every game, and he just wasn't scoring. If Kenyon Drake turns anything around and starts stumbling into to the end zone every once in a while, it's not like they're not getting into the red zone and getting into scoring opportunities. They're just going to the quarterback and the receivers right now. If Drake can start getting some touchdowns here and there, those 12, 11-point games that he keeps getting turn into almost 20. That's really all you you want. Like, that's what you want. Like, I'm not mad at the 12-point game he gave me, the 14-point games he's given. But it would be real nice to see a touchdown in them damn games. So, Kenyon Drake is actually the one that I think can turn around with the offense that he's in and flourish. And I think he has the most uptick without the concern of staying the same way all season like the other guys I named. Yeah, actually, that's the guy who I was going to name as well, and I agree with you. Um, go get you some Kenyon Drake. I mean, I think he's cheap right now, probably as cheap as he's going to be all season in redraft. Um, you know, of course, as the season wears on and goes on, 
you know, these passers are going to be sore and banged up a little bit, and they're going to want to ground and pound the ball in the run game. I mean, they got New England on the back end. They got Philadelphia. Uh, they got San Francisco. And they got Dallas. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all these teams. And uh, actually, I meant the Giants. I apologize. So they got the Giants. But at the end of the day, later on in the season, you, you know, you got to run the ball. That's the theme. I mean, that's the theme in the playoffs, and that's also the theme even in the fantasy playoffs. That's usually about the time where teams start focusing on the run as well. So I'm actually trying to go get Drake. Um, I think he's pretty cheap right now based on, you know, his recent performance. And, you know, that that's a good guy to go target. Hell, maybe somebody even might take Robbie Anderson for Drake. You never know <laughs> if, they're, if they're needy at wide receiver. So. Hey, don't go by Austin Hooper. You're not going to get a discount on Lamar. I don't care what he's doing right now. Yeah. You can't get a discount on Lamar. And just if you got DJ, hold him. If you don't have DJ, don't go buy him yet. Just wait it out. You know, I don't I don't want to put my poker chip on him right now because I don't think Teddy Bridgewater owes anybody anything. He came fresh. He doesn't know these receivers, so he doesn't have any rapport. And so, you know, if Robbie's his guy, Robbie can be his guy if you want him to be. Yeah. Okay, on your end, is there a guy on your list that you feel like it, it might be for the now that you should look into trading? Uh, Mo Alley Cox. Um, only because, I mean, we mentioned earlier, you know, Trey Burton's coming back. And Jack Doyle, he just came back, but so they still have to recreate that offense as far as what it's going to look like in a passing game with all these guys coming back. Of course, they lost um, Paris Campbell, and then Michael Pittman just went down. So this is really going to be another week of the Colts' passing game re-establishing their identity in the passing game. So Mo Ali Cox, you know, he's been a great performer. Um, you know, at least early on, he's, he stepped up, but, you know, he, we'll see, man, if he can sustain that. So I think that's a good time to move him, especially because he's a streamer. Um, so just given that. So if you don't have one of the top seven tight ends, like the Kelsey's, of course, Kittle's hurt. Hopefully he's back this week. But the Wallers, the Hirsch, those guys, um, you're pretty much streaming at the tight end position. So why not try to flip Mo Alley Cox while he's hot? True that. Um, and I'm not the same way I told you, don't go buy or sell Robbie. I'm not going to. I'm just tell you the whole. Well, I told you that about DJ. I'm not going to tell you to go sell Robbie either, man. Like. Just keep Robbie on your team. I'm pretty sure he cost you nothing to draft. And the way they're going to have to keep on throwing the ball, I really think there's a world where Robbie and DJ are okay this year. Yeah. So just keep them, man. It isn't like you paid and you're about to go get Julio for him or something. If you can, go get Julio for him. So that's that, man. Yeah, that's fire. And you're probably in a position where you're running Robbie and you're flex right now anyways, and that's basically a number one, at least for the you know Carolina Panthers. And he's playing as the number one wide receiver right now in fantasy. So we understand it's only been three weeks. We're going into week four, but he's the number one wide receiver right now. So we'll see if he can sustain. True. All right, bro, let's get into these uh, four-minute offense, man. So this is where we get into the waiver wire part of the show. Um, so who you should be adding, who you should be dropping you want to kick it off or you want me to go? It's up to you. Well, you got the you clock got to ready. go because I'm going to have to hit start. All I right. can't multitask. I can't start talking and hit start. All right. So, four minute offense, man. Let's get into it. Let me know when you hit start. Three. I wish Ava was here to do. Some. Okay. Three, <laughs> two, ever, ever, go. All right. My first ad is going to be Carlos Hyde. So, running back for the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, of course, we all saw the dirty play that went down with Dallas and uh, that defender twisting Chris Carson's leg, man. So, um, I don't know what that's going to do to him this week. Um, of course, you know, we're at least the reports I'm hearing, they're saying he's okay, but, I mean, we just don't know. I mean, don't. I, I got to see it play out. So they may give Carlos Hyde a little bit more workload. So if you're desperate, if you're desperate, you need some running back depth, this may be a guy that's still out there that you could probably add. 
All right, that's all I got. <laughs> that ad, I, I feel like something was coming yeah. right after that. I thought about it and I was like, nah. I mean, <laughs> it's it's really a desperation ad, more so of a death play. But uh, Chris Carson, you know, it's an unfortunate injury. He'll be back though. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the new starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears, Mister Nick Foles, sixteen to twenty nine. Only had 188 yards, but three damn touchdowns in one half. In a half of play. In a half of play. The real reason why I'm telling you to get Nick Foles is I love his pieces. He has Anthony Miller. Uh, he has the great Allen Robinson, who took off with him as soon as he got in. And he has Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham doesn't look good blocking. Jimmy Graham doesn't look good running. But he can still go out there and catch the ball. He can secure some targets. So, I really like the pieces they have around him. It's unfortunate that Tariq Cohen just went out for the year because he was a great pass down catching back. But David Montgomery can handle some passes out the backfield. So uh, I really like Nick Foles, man. I think uh, if you're lacking that quarterback, especially in any kind of super flex or two QB league, man, he's a guy that probably really wasn't drafted anywhere uh, in a redraft. So I really like him. You can get him. He's efficient. He always has been. So Get you some Nick Foles. Got a bad taste in my mouth only because Nick Foles fucked up my prop bet. Oh, got me in trouble with wifey. Man. She saw the DraftKings. I got to take the DraftKings over to my other account. But uh, nope. yeah, man, we good though. I don't man. know what he's talking about, sis. Yeah, man. Fucked up my prop bet, man. But it's cool. All right. um, I got another ad for you guys. Brian Hill running back for the Atlanta Falcons. Man, he just, he looks flashier than Todd Gurley right now. Like yeah. to me, Todd Gurley, he looks a little timid and I don't know if he's nursing something, but he's not running as explosive. But uh, get you some Brian Hill. This is just a stash. Um, so, of course, he did uh, hit the end zone last Sunday against the Bears. So, I'm just stashing Brian Hill. I'm just trying to get ahead of the curve. All right. And I got a guy that I know I tell Vic all the time, I really don't want to trust Kirk Cousins because they could throw the ball 10 times in the game and be okay. But it's starting to look like that defense is horrible, and they're going to have to play catch up in some games. And Thielen can't do it by itself. He's not going to be able to. Mr. Justin Jefferson, rookie wide receiver taken in the first round. That boy caught seven receptions, nine targets, 175 yards. Even if you take away the 70-yard touchdown pass he got, he's still six catches for 100 yards. And in PPR, even in standard form, you eat that up. Here's my thing. He's probably on your waiver wire right now. I'm pretty sure nobody's holding him. Hey, go get you some Justin Jefferson, even if it's to sit on your bench to see what the upside is. All right, I got another wide receiver for you guys. The first guy off the board in the second round, T. Higgins, Cincinnati Bengals. He's taking John Ross's spot. Um, he played 81% of the snaps. He had nine targets uh, last week, five catches, two touchdowns. So, hey, Joe Burrow and Higgins, that's the future. They're already starting that uh, connection. So, get you some T. Higgins. And I'm running him in the flex. You got one more ad. I don't. All right, my other ad is Gabriel Davis. So if you need some more wide receiver help, so wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Um, of course, you know, John Brown was hurt last week, but if he comes back, uh, Gabriel, you know, his, his snap count may go down a little bit, but it's still something to watch. They've been getting Gabriel involved over the past couple of weeks. Hey, seven seconds left. Can I end it? Yeah. Drop Mitchell Trubisky. He's not the starter no more. And drop Austin Hooper. He's a bum. And Cedric Wilson is a trap. <laughs> is that his name? Yeah, Cedric Wilson. I we got wanna... time. Let's just let's just talk Cedric Wilson, bro. Yeah, man, that's a trap, man. So don't go adding Cedric Wilson. Nah, he he's no the fourth receiver in that offense is not gonna flourish. I'll tell you this, because a lot of people probably didn't see it. Amari uh, Cooper was just missing out on a lot of the game. And that's what sucks about Amari Cooper. He will go sit out damn plays 
for no damn re- well it's for a reason he's always banged up Gallup had a big week this week um like you said Cedric had a good week this week and that's because Amari Cooper had just drives where he was not playing it's just trash bro yeah Cedric Wilson's wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys of course they got into a shootout with the Seahawks man Russell Wilson a shootout can we even say that in the same sentence bro hey one of my hot takes this year was DK Metcalf leads all receivers in touchdowns. Man. He left one out there. He bro. did, man. DK, you got to finish, bro. That was some lazy shit, my yeah, brother. Yeah. But he, he made up for it, but it's still too close. I don't know, man. You got to finish. I need my guy to do better. Yeah. But shout out to DK, bro. I ain't going to lie. I didn't, you know, you called it. You said he's going to lead the league in touchdown catches. He's doing it right now. And he left one out there. I got to count him. Um, I don't know if that one, you know, hurts his. Hey, if Rankin he ends up category. one off, if he ends up if he ends up one off the top guy, I'm gonna be pissed off. Yeah, bro. bro. But that was a hell of a hot take that's playing out in your favor. So <laughs> shout out to my guy, I'm gonna dap you up, bro. Good shit. Hey, Scott Fishbow. Yeah, man. We'll see. We'll see. We done bragging. All right, man. New merch on the way. Yeah, new merch. Hey, this has been another episode of the Dynasty Bros Redraft Show. Again, shout out to Black and White Sports. You guys can catch the playback. I'm on their page. Go check them bro, out they on can't Facebook. Even see you do the finger thing, bro. Uh, okay, my bad. Oh, I'm over here. So go go to their page. I was doing this <laughs> over here, but yeah. Okay, but shout out to Black and White Sports. Um, again, be sure to follow us. Follow them. Yeah, man. Until next time, man. Good luck with your seasons. Don't panic. The Eagles suck. <laughs> so how about the playoffs? Don't panic, man. Don't panic. Go Colts. Boo Eagles. Go Colts. Free Free Molly Cox. Yeah, I'm rocking with.